Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host as always, Yona Weiss. I'm excited to be here today as I am every day when I have an incredible podcast guest. But today we got Dr. David Igelwitz, otherwise known as my good friend Iggy. What's going on, Iggy? What's up? I got my hands up in the air in case you're listening. <laughs> I'm like super excited because Yona, I got to thank you. I said this before the podcast. Yona has accelerated so many people's growth, not just their mind growth. Well, it is your mindset, but in this real estate sector, especially multifamily, but I mean, it was across the board, self-storage, everything industrial. And I mean, without you during COVID, I don't think I, I mean, I would be sitting here right now, but I would not be involved in as many deals. I wouldn't have as many friends and access to people. And so thank you. Well, you're welcome. It was incredible. I think you're not the first person to say that, but the sentiment is definitely there with a lot of people when, right when COVID hit and we started that, that meetup, you know, the online networking thing, that was like a lifeline for so many people. And I didn't realize it as much. I mean, I realize it a little bit now more because it were two years later and it's kind of, you know, petered off a little bit. There's not so many uh, people, you know, we would get sometimes, you know, 60 to hundred people regularly every week. Now we're more like, you know, 20, 30, it's still great people coming, still great conversations, great speakers as always. But I think when you didn't have another option and everyone was kind of cooped up, you needed that interaction. And we all need that interaction with people. Yeah. And it was those breakout rooms. I think you were the first one to maybe use the Zoom feature <laughs> of the breakout rooms. I mean, that was, you know, this is only two years ago. It feels like we've been doing this forever. Right. But that was the key. I mean, you got to really know people. It felt like I was there with them. Yeah. And so, yeah. And once again, thank you. And thank you to everyone that would join those meetups. I mean, that was my therapy. I didn't need a therapist because I had all these people that were under the same thing. And so you got the therapy side and then you got the multifamily growth. So it was great. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So Iggy, let's talk a little bit about your background. You're a dentist, right? You're a pediatric dentist that I know probably the best dentist that anyone's ever known as far as I'm concerned, because you're just great. You know, you're a great person. I think everyone hates going to the dentist. I mean, nobody likes, nobody. how do you pick a profession that you know that people are going to dislike you? (laughs) Oh my God. You know, so few people ask me that question and it's so, I always liked building like model airplanes and stuff like that. So I went to my dentist when I was in high school and he had all these cool little tools, like, you know, and there's like all this fancy stuff. And I was like, holy cow, this is incredible. You get a play while you're at work. <laughs> so I didn't think about, you know, people didn't like going to the dentist. The thing was, I never had a cavity. I never, nothing I ever experienced except getting your teeth cleaned. You're talking to a hygienist and you're like, this is great. Right. So I never got experience the other side. <laughs> when I saw all the tools, I was like, these are toys, tools, toys. And I love toys. And so then 
that was that. Yeah. Your sandbox is someone else's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's where the dentistry side came from. And the I think the pediatric is pretty obvious. I don't need to explain that part. Yeah. When, you know, kids are probably easier to deal with than adults, I would imagine. They are. And well, they're more fun. Definitely. Yeah. They keep you younger and it's always a challenge. So that's why I merged the two of those. So that was that. That's pretty cool. So let's fast forward a little bit because you've been a dentist for you know a couple of decades, been doing that. And all of a sudden, right now you're this multifamily real estate investor. And how did that happen? Like where did that start? Let's talk about that. So I was always involved in investing. My dad was a statistician and he loved the stock market, like loved it. He was about to write a book before he passed away. And he was like, he had all these great ideas and, you know, statistician all about numbers and stuff like that. So I inherited some of those things and I played with the stock market. The reason why I said I played, I spent, it was like 2010, 11. And I spent, I would say 500 hours and I made maybe $500. Yeah. Wasn't too good. It was a lot of time. And so I knew that that yeah. wasn't the avenue, but previously before that, it was 2008 when I saw all my, you know, the, my dental mentors and I saw them at a meeting and I'm happy go lucky. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I have no idea because I mean, I have a 401k that turned to a 201k, but I didn't even know at the time because they only sent quarterly statements. And so there was no instant access to that kind of stuff. So they were, I mean, I've never seen them look so pale. So just, it was horrible. And I never wanted to see that again. And a lot of them had to go back to work and they were in their later seventies and had to go back to work. Their hands were already shaking. I mean, you get older, things happen and they had to go back to work. I just didn't want that to happen. And I was like, and then I said, how does a financial advisor still make money when all these guys are literally, I mean, they lost half of their money and I wanted to figure out a way to do it. So it took a while. I'm a slow learner, yeah. as you know, Yona. Yona accelerated that. So Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I, and I'm slow like that, but once <laughs> I get the ball rolling, then I, you know, I go from there. So I kept seeing patients and I always drove around looking at apartment buildings and I kept seeing patients and I was like, where do they live? And I would look where they lived and they always, a lot of them lived in apartments. And I'm like, huh, I could take care of the patients and then make homes for them, make better quality homes, take care of them. Oh, and by the way, they can pay the mortgage and give us a little bit extra. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. Let me do it. So I started picking up the phone, just calling. I just thought it was just easy buying an apartment building. Little did I know that it's like a whole business. Right. So I realized that I needed a team and I needed other people to help me because it's hard seeing patients, as you know, and getting a cost segregation and getting all these other things done to buy a property and to make things work. And by the way, talk to investors at the same time to bring other people's money in. And so that was really my goal is to find avenue for other dentists to invest in and take care of them. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, certainly from what I see, I mean, we have dentists, doctors, things like that, the high income earners where they're not, they don't really have time to go out. I mean, right. that's the thing that amazes me. I mean, it's notorious. You're busy. You're with patients. You're, how do you have time or even the energy after a full day of seeing patients then going out and picking up the phone to talk to brokers and apartment owners? I would assume most doctors or dentists or anything like that wouldn't have any time or patience for any of that. They don't. They don't. Well, we. I'm going to give you a little bit background. 
We merged with private equity. I'm just an employee right now. And I'm supposed to be working only like two to three days a week. Okay. So that, is, that frees up some time. Right. But now I'm doing a little bit more because I enjoy it. And, but I enjoy both aspects of it. But it's the real estate that excites me. So you talk about energy and raising that energy. I just bring it. It's because this stuff excites me. You got to do what gives you energy. And like, I mean, just talking to you right now, I'm getting energized. And it's just one of the most powerful things. It's something about multifamily or just real estate in general. It brings these great people in. And the people that I surround myself with are also great. And that's how I bring the energy. I feed off other people. But do you find there, I mean, are you unique in that regard? Because there's not too many others like you. I mean, I know a few dentists and a few doctors that they love it. And they're trying to transition from that, even though they've got into medicine or whatever, because they enjoyed it and they loved it for whatever reason, or they just love playing with toys. Right. But people get into something because they enjoyed it, but now trying to transition out into real estate full-time. I mean, do you find, are you, are there other peers like you that are in that same position or are you just giving an opportunity for other dentists or other people that you know to just invest passively? Well, both. There's other dentists that want to get involved. There are other dentists that are doing almost the same thing as me. There's other physicians that are doing it. So, I mean, it is out there. So I know other people have the same energy. So I love talking to them. So you're not unique. (laughs) I don't think I'm unique. Well, that's to be discussed. Most other people would say yes. But I mean, I feel like I'm, I mean, what's normal, what's unique, you know, what's different. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm different, I guess. Unique. Yeah. Okay. You got a good point. Why don't you tell me why that is? Now we're back to being, this is now a therapy (laughs) session. (laughs) No, it's good. Why that this is a therapy session. Now we're going to get into it. Well, I don't know. This is enjoyable. This is fun. That's the same thing as therapy. It's well, I guess I am unique because I enjoy that kind of stuff too. I guess so. Okay, so you're in multifamily, you're buying assets, you're finding the right deal, the right partners, and you know, still working, seeing patients. Is this a, a long-term goal that you're going to transition fully out of dentistry? You're going to go spend full time into the real estate or you know, creating some wealth and you know, continue doing the, the dentistry because you love it? Yeah, it's going to be, I do it whatever life guides me to do. And as of right, you know, if you talk to me a year ago, I would say, no, I'm headed all the way to doing real estate, Mm. like 100% of the time. And that might be the case. But it was during COVID, when you take something away from somebody, and you're not allowed to use your dental license, it kind of flips a switch. And it's like, huh, this is a gift that I have to treat patients. And it actually made me a better dentist. So that's a tough question to answer. As we speak right now, I'm going to continue seeing patients and I'm going to continue doing the multifamily real estate because they're so different. And it's mm-hmm. probably my ADHHHHD that I need those other things that are totally different to be able to focus because it actually helps me. Yeah. When I do dentistry, it helps me focus on the real estate. When I do the real estate, it like guides me away from the dentistry. And it's like, it's just like a perfect marriage. I know that there's two totally different things, mm-hmm. but they're kind of, they're both fun, you know? And so, yeah. I guess you got a, you found a niche, you found a space that you enjoy and they're, you know, they're both doing great things, giving you great yeah. returns on your energy, returns on investment, on profits and everything. 
That's awesome. You know, it's when you can find something that you really enjoy doing. That's really all that matters. Yes, I agree. Well, it's working with great people and like in the dental office too. Like when I get to work with great staff, I mean, it raises my energy too. And then, you know, so. You went through this, like you said, you went, you saw people losing money through the downturn. We're going to, you know, through something similar, maybe right about now, possibly no one really knows, but a lot of people are discussing the possibility of kind of a repeat and a lot of things happening like happened back in 2008, 2009. What advice would you give to, you know, to anyone out there who is maybe in that similar position? Like in the stock market right now? Or yeah, or you know, the other people out there, medical professionals who are kind of, you know, don't know what to do. Well, you already picked a course. So if you already, I mean, this is not financial advice. This is my own advice. Mm-hmm. And but you've already picked a course. You never really want to sell as things are falling down unless you have to, because those can really impact your retirement and stuff like that. Unless there's an amazing opportunity that comes up. And that can happen. And there might be great opportunities that come up. But the first, I, honestly, is you're not by yourself. Discuss this with other people. Mm-hmm. Discuss it with your advisors. You should already have a team. If you don't, now's a great time to establish a team. And talk to people. Talk to friends. Talk to your colleagues. What are they doing? And just make it a sounding board. Make it an investing club. Mm. Go to meetups like Yona's Meetup. And everyone that's listening to this probably already has gone to your meetup at least once. And talk to other people. If you're one of your deals is having a little bit of a problem or a little hiccup, go to these meetups and talk about it. There's no shame in that. There's going to be situations. And I, I ask for help all the time. And I explain my hiccups and stuff like that. So I ask for help. And then when you ask, it's amazing the ideas that come up. That's a very good point. You have to have that sounding board. You have to have those people in your life that you, know, you can't go it out it alone. I think that's really probably the best advice out there is you got to have those people in your life that are advisors or, or sounding boards. And the meetups are a great way to meet people like that. Totally agree. And if anyone w- wants to check out our weekly Wednesday night meetup every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, make sure to check it out. The link is probably in the show notes. If it's not, you'll find it somewhere. If you follow me anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And if it's not in the show notes, maybe our editors can put it in the show notes at least this time. But you're absolutely right. There's so many in-person conferences, virtual meetups. Go to your local you know, real estate investing meetups. You'll meet like-minded people. And yes. like Iggy said earlier, you met people who you're doing deals with now, right? You're That's incredible. That to me, that's like the best feeling in the world to know that you've made a, a space for people to connect and to actual, actually grow together in their journeys. Yeah, it's super powerful. That I always thought you had to do this by yourself. I'm only five foot three. I look so much bigger on these cameras because whenever I meet people, everyone thinks that I'm big. <laughs> Yona met me in person before, so he knows. But everyone thinks that I'm like this big person. But being small, I guess that's partially that Napoleonist syndrome. And you think, you know, you have to do everything by yourself. At least I did. So, during this whole process of turning to the real estate professional, and probably why I'm so happy is I transform myself. Like I rely on other people. My partners are taking care of something right now that I would have to be involved in five years ago. Have to. And now I'm like, you know what? They could do it. They got it. And then I got them. And it's like you rely on each other. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing is that you don't have to do everything. You do what gives you energy 
And then they do what gives them energy. And then you come together. So you found, obviously you found partners that you partner up with to do these real estate, these multifamily deals together. Yes. If you don't mind me asking, what are you doing? What's the thing that is your, that you feel most comfortable with that you're adding and bringing to the table when it comes to those deals? Calming people down. <laughs> that's, I'm, that's, I'll be honest. That's is, key. Is making light of a situation and just like when the bad stuff hits the fan, I don't know what this podcast is rated. So I, We're G rated here. Yeah. So, okay. So when bad stuff happens, I stay calm and I love it. It's a gift that was given to me. And it then there's a lot of stuff going on. All of a sudden I get calm and I can focus when there's nothing going on. I'm the opposite. So that's like the best part. But if you're asking me specifically what I do in a deal, you know, there's a lot, you know, so across the board, everything. But what do I love the most? It's there's always going to be situations and hiccups that arise. For sure. Every deal, 100%. Every deal, no matter what. And it's being able to resolve them and talking to people. And that's my gift. And that's what I love to do. Like even in dentistry, when there's a mom that's upset, that's what I love to do. And that's what I love to take care of because that's what I found. Like that's my gift to the world. That's great. I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you give me like an example? I'm sure every single deal has its hiccups. You make mistakes. People make mistakes. There are deals that don't turn out the way that they were meant to turn out. You know, have any any deals that you've done, you know, one example that you can think of that's kind of had a, a lesson that you've learned? We'll just say that there's a deal going on, could be now, could have been 10 years ago, and we needed an extension and everyone's all tense except for me. And I'm joking around and all that's all that it takes. And it's so out of the standard of, you know, there's lawyers there and everyone's like very stiff and then comes me. You can't, it's almost as if you forget everything that's going on because you're like, this is so ridiculous. I'm what Iggy's saying right now. The fact that you have a dentist on that he's saying you call him Iggy, not Dr. Igowitz or anything like that, that's enough. But then on top of that, there's just this lightness that I bring. Yeah, you have to bring, yeah, you have to bring light to the situation. Right. And it's like, you know, whatever. It's not whatever. It's like, it's okay. Like we'll get through this together. I think that that's the gift. Now, does that work on everybody? No, but like 90 some percent of the time, that's like huge because. At the end of the day, what do we really want? I mean, is this really about money? No, I don't think it is. I mean, you think it's about that bottom line, but for most people, this is an emotional business. You could say that it's not an emotional business. This is totally an emotional business. If someone likes you, you're going to get the deal because they think you're going to close and they enjoy working with you. Yeah. So you make it. When things aren't going well, you get on the phone and start yelling at someone. I've done that 10 years ago. That does nothing. And that actually makes you upset. So instead you put a smile on your face, mm -hmm. even if everything in the sky is falling and everything's happening, you put a smile on your face You'd be like, okay, what do we do now? And they're like, really, you're not going to yell at me. And I was like, why, what is that going to do? So that's a good point. It's a very good point. And making light of the situation obviously brings everyone's tension levels down and you can think more clearly when that happens. So yes. it's really a huge benefit to bring to the table, but you're absolutely right. That happens in every deal. You got to know who you're dealing with, but you know, having someone like you on the team, I'm sure makes it all the better. Well, it makes it at least more fun. More, well, and then everyone, again, that's, that's yeah, what it's about. That's, that's better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, people, you got to have fun in this life. You got to, 
business, you know, people take business too seriously sometimes, but especially when you're dealing with angry sellers or attorneys that are too uptight or whatever, but you got to bring a little light, a little to the mood and hopefully they'll, they'll change, you know, their attitude. And if they don't, it's okay. They'll still smile at the end of the day. And that's, you know, that made my day. If you smile back. There you go. Well, that's what it's about. Bring light to the world. Iggy, you know, time flies here. We're already out of time. This happens every single time. No, we're not out oh. of time entirely, but I do want to transition to what we call the final four. Is it four questions? And I want you to take them however long or short you want. But the first question is, what's the worst job that you ever had? Every job that I've had, I've learned so much from. And I think one of the worst ones, but it was also a really great one in certain aspects, was being a lifeguard at a pool. And because I was stuck. And so you can go from here to here. I could run to work, but like while I was there, I was stuck mm-hmm. at the pool and like you couldn't move. And right. so, but there were a lot of advantages of it. But that was, if you asked me what my worst job was, that was. Yeah. I hear that. It's hard. You're definitely stuck there. You have a responsibility, yes. and, you know, that requires you just to stay right there and watch over everyone. Yeah. And sometimes there'd be no one at the pool. So there's no one to watch over. You got nothing to do. And I would read a book, but then I get in trouble. So you literally had to stare at the pool. (laughs) Stare at the pool, no one in it. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, (laughs) All right. Second question for you. What's a book you've read, speaking of books, that's given you a paradigm shift? So I had to think about this, but when I look back at like all the books that, in the book that I read over and over again is how to win friends and influence people because that can actually, I know the title sounds, you know, that it could be, you know, you're trying to take advantage of someone. It's not about that. You can use this book for good too. And it made me a better husband. It made me a better dad. It made me a way better dentist. It makes me, I think way better to communicate with people and so I think that that's a book everyone should read and it would make the world a better place if everyone read it and followed it. There you go. Okay. I will definitely put that. I agree. I learned a lot from that book. It's interesting. Apparently we had someone on this podcast not too long ago, Mayor Freed brought up that book and said that was something that really changed his life. And then he read the seven habits of highly effective people. And it seems to be like the opposite approach of uh, <laughs> that. And so they're both amazing. And if you can kind of incorporate the great things from both of them, the world will be an even even much better place. Yes. Third question. What is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Well, I'm doing it right now. So I love to surf. I used to be a big cyclist and I love to surf, but I'm goofy foot, meaning that I like to go left on the wave because I Hmm. stand with my right foot forward. So going on my backhand, so I'm very good going that way. But going in, I live in Pennsylvania, so I have to travel to go surf sometimes. Yeah. And, but going on the right, it's tougher because it's a different balancing thing. So every day I practice, I got to surf skateboard because I'm dry land and I practice even when I'm doing dentistry in between patients. Mm -hmm. And so that's the talent because surfing, honestly, that's the other thing. I think if everyone surfed, the world would also be a better place because it's like one of those things that just connects you, whether it's a wave pool or whatever, it just connects you with like the universe and it slows everything down. When you're on that wave, you surf, right? Or no? I No, I don't. I'm from California, but I don't surf. No. 
Yeah. So it connects you. And it's like, it's the coolest thing ever. When you get up on a way, even just when it lifts you, you're just like floating. It's the neatest thing. So I don't know. I get it. I love it. That's awesome. So that's what my passion is with athletics now. So I train to surf because as we get older and so many crashes on the bike with the shoulders and the clavicles breaking, you got to stay in good shape to keep paddling out there. Yeah. You got to find something that's a little less impact. Yes. (laughs) The water is kinder than the pavements. Yes. (laughs) Fourth and final question. What does success mean to you? Well, that's a powerful one, but I think I really answer that question you know, when I look at the end of the day, because I do it day by day, what gives me energy and motivation to wake up the next day? Like what one or two or three things would really, you know, make me happy? Is it about money? Is it about multifamily? At the end of the day, if I can make three people smile, I'm successful. So that's all I have to do. So even if everything else falls apart during the day, if you literally go into the bank and make one person smile, try it. I mean, everyone should try it. It will change your day. Yeah. Just hold the door for somebody. I mean, that stuff is like outdated, but still people do it. I do it all the time. And all it takes is smile, little eye contact. That's one person. You got two more and then you do it. And it just makes the world a better place. And it's like, it's really cool. So I do that every day. Even if you wake up and you're for some reason in a bad mood and you did your morning routine and you're still not snapping out of it, you do that. It changes you and you don't know who Mm -hmm. you're going to meet. And it's like, cool. I agree. That's awesome. That's that's a great perspective. You know, try to make someone else smile. That's a successful day. Yeah. And so that's success for me is that now the money helps the, all the multifamily having my family around me, that helps like getting the hugs, like all that stuff is part of success. But the true, like my purpose for being here is I think to make other people smile and like, I enjoy it. So. There you go. Everyone should too. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope everyone listening to this is smiling right now. Right. Because if so, then you've accomplished this, you know, a thousandfold. So there you go. So then I'm good for a year. (laughs) You can take the year off. (laughs) Everything else is just bonus points. There you go. Well, Iggy, this has been awesome. I appreciate you taking the time out. How can our listeners find you or reach out to you? Oh, that's a great question. So you can go to my website, prostoic.com, P-R-O-S-T-O-I-G.com. And, or you can email me DSI at prostoic.com. Okay. We'll make sure to put that. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes and LinkedIn. Yeah. You're on the socials. Yeah. I haven't been as good. I got to get back on that. Yona was motivating all of us. You remember that? You still do that? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You told me so much about LinkedIn. I have to get back involved in that. After a couple of these deals close, then I'll get back involved and help more people out. There you go. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on here today, especially after a full day of seeing patients. And this has been awesome. I appreciate that and look forward to speaking to you uh, again soon. And to our listeners, thank you guys for listening and enjoying this episode, which I hope you did all the way to the end. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, 
leave a rating review, I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.